1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God and the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am. I'm seated right now in the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine. And I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Today my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive. As I'm taught the Word of God, my life is changed for the better. And I will never be the same again. Amen. May be seated. We have been doing a Sunday morning series, Four Things We Must Confess. And it's good to go back to the basics. It's good to deal with faith and prayer and confession. And we all need the basics. We all need to review the basics. The Bible says that it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. And often in our lives, we're not missing it on high concept issues. Often in our lives where we're missing it, it is the little thing. And it's a big thing because we don't take action on the little things. It hinders our progress and our progress in the things of God. One of our launching scriptures has been Proverbs 18 and verse 21, which says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And the reality is most people, even too many believers, their, their default is death. Their default is negativity. And I believe that we would all benefit. You know, nobody uses tape recorders anymore. Maybe you should record yourself with your iPhone. We would all benefit from recording ourselves a little bit throughout the week and then listening to the words that are coming out of our mouths. And I know we're in a faith church, so we consider ourselves to be full of faith. We consider ourselves to be positive. But even if you would record yourself, you might be surprised to hear some of the things that you say. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So we've learned that in our lives, we are the sum total of what we have been saying and what we have been doing. And if you want to change your life for the better, you got to change what you're saying, got to change what you're confessing, got to change your actions, got to believe the Word of God in your heart and speak it with your mouth, then take action upon God's Word in faith. And as you do that, your life will change for the better. It's as we believe the Word of God. It's as we say the Word of God. It's as we take action on the Word of God that our lives change for the better. So we've learned in this series, to live a victorious Christian life, we must know and confess who we are in Christ, where we are in Christ, what we possess in Christ, and now we're learning about what we can do in Christ. Say, what I can do, what I can do. 
and you can do more than you're currently doing. You can, be, you can do more than what you think is possible. You can do more than what people that you grew up with or know have told you you can do. God, our Heavenly Father, He wants you to have good success. But in our lives, we each have to do what He told Joshua to do. We have to meditate upon the Word, and not just when there's a need, not just when there's a problem or a challenge or a difficulty. We have to meditate upon the Word of God day and night. We have to be careful to do what the Word says, and we have to make sure that the Word of God does not depart from our mouth. And that's the discipline. And that's why confession is such a huge part of walking in the victory God has for us. We're not to let God's Word depart from our mouth. Say, my mouth. My mouth. So, so what's the problem? Say, my mouth. my mouth. What's the solution? Say, my mouth. Say, what do I need to change? Say, my mouth. And again, you might say, oh, I've heard this. I've heard about confession. You know, we deal with this quite a bit here at Faith Christian Center. Again, as the Word of God says, it is the little foxes that spoil the vine. And small tweaks, my father dealt with this at Guy's Night this year. Small tweaks, small changes, small improvements can lead to greater heights. Joshua 1.8, then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. So we have to discipline ourselves to say what the Word of God says. You know, right now there are various church members, and their, their jobs are being threatened, and employers are telling them, you must do this, or you must do that, or you're going to be fired, you're going to lose your job. And so when we walk through these challenges in life, it is a discipline to say what the Word of God says. 2 Corinthians 4.18, while we look not. So there are some things that we have to look not at. While we look not at the things which are seen. And they're, they're temporary. They're temporal. They are passing away. While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. The eternal, the unseen gave birth to what we see. That's why 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says we're to walk by faith. We could say it this way, we're to walk by the word of God and not by our sight, not by our circumstances, not by what we can see, not by what we can feel. You know, there's so much emphasis put on feelings, but they'll mislead you and they'll cause you to do silly things and feelings will cause you to even say silly things things while we walk by faith or the word of God and not by sight not by circumstances not by our feelings so we don't deny the circumstances we, we don't say that the circumstances aren't real or that they're, they're not there no we choose say choose and it is a choice just as much as people choose to have a bad day and people choose to be upset about everything that's going on in their life, and people choose to be drama queens or drama kings, we can choose to look not at the circumstances. So we choose to look not. We choose to ignore the circumstances. We choose, instead of saying something negative or something defeatist or something sad, we choose to say what the Word of God says. And praise God, we know 
that when we pray in faith, according to the Word of God, our Heavenly Father hears and He answers. The fourth thing we must confess is what we can do in Christ. Say, what I can do. And again, maybe you were told what you can't do. Maybe someone who was supposed to love you and encourage you and build you up. Instead, they told you what you couldn't do. Maybe you don't know about what you can do. We're dealing with our empowerment by God and our divine ability in Christ Jesus. And the Bible tells us about our ability. The Bible is filled with page after page of men and women, average, everyday, normal, imperfect men and women like you and me who are empowered by God to do great things. And too many believers have been taught what they can't have. Too many believers have been taught what they can't do. Too many believers have been taught who they can't be. And too many believers have been taught what is impossible. But that's not the language of God. That's not the language of faith. That's not the language of the Bible. The language of God and the language of faith and the language of the Bible is can-do language. Say, what I can do. And you can do more than you're currently doing. You can achieve more than you're currently achieving. You can walk in greater than what you are currently walking in. So we're dealing with what you can do in Christ. We're dealing with what God says you can do. Say, say this, say, I can do what God says I can do. Say, I can do what God says I can do. So maybe a teacher at some point told you never amount to anything. Maybe your first husband or wife told you never amount to anything. Who cares? God says you can do all things through Christ Jesus, which means you can do all things through him who gives you the strength. Say, I can do what God says I can do. Say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. But see, we'll never do more than our confession. So what we believe is important and what we say is important. We'll never do more than our confession. And our level of faith and victory will never rise above our confession. Confession is what sets the power of God into motion. Confession releases the power of God. If you read the Gospels, you'll be amazed at how often Jesus simply spoke. Yes, there were times that he touched. There were. But if you'll read the Gospels with a fresh set of eyes, you'll be amazed at how many times and how many situations he simply spoke. Our confession of the Word of God, it releases the power of God. Dad Hagen, Kenneth Hagen Sr. would often say that we turn our faith loose by saying what we believe. And if that has ever been manifested, we see it everywhere we look in 2021. To find out what someone believes, just got to get on their Facebook and scroll for about five minutes, and you'll find out what someone believes. Well, instead of working that in the negative, we can work that in the positive. And we can say what God says. We can say what the Word of God says. And we can turn our faith loose by speaking life to our lives, not death. Proverbs 6 and verse 2 says, Thou art snared or trapped. Thou art snared with the words of whose mouth? I know your neighbor's mouth. I know your fifth grade teacher's mouth. Whose mouth? 
your mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. So words can limit you. And negative words will limit or hold you back. Words contrary to the word of God will limit you or hold you back. Or to flip that around, you can rise higher in life by changing your words. You can rise higher in life by saying what the word of God says. So the fourth thing we must confess is what we can do in Christ. And what can we do in Christ? Well, first, we are enabled to do all things through Christ. Say, I am enabled. Say, I am empowered. Say, I have divine ability to do all things through Christ. And remember, we've learned that that is anything that is consistent with a good and godly and righteous life. Anything that is consistent with the Word of God. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things. How many things? All things. And Paul wrote those positive words while he was in prison for preaching the gospel. So we've got to get the negativity out of our lives. We got to get the, the complaint and the grumbling out of our lives. Got to, got to focus on the positive. Is the glass half empty or is the glass half full? Got to, got to choose to dwell on the positive. Got to choose to dwell on the good report, not the bad report. Got to choose to say what the word says. And like Paul, even in the midst of the circumstance, got to choose to say, I can do all things, all things through Christ who strengthens me. Jesus said in Mark 9 and verse 23, all things are possible to him who believes. Say, say I believe. So say, that makes all things possible for me in my life. Say it again. Say, I believe. Say, I believe God. I believe his word. So that makes all things possible for me in my life. Say, I'm enabled to do all things through Christ. Second, last Sunday we learned that we are victorious through Christ. Say, I have the victory. Say, I am victorious through Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, 57, Paul wrote, but thanks be to God. So, so part of this is our attitude. Part of this is our demeanor. And yes, the Bible says that there is a time to weep. And yes, the Bible says that there is a time to mourn. But at some point, that has to come to an end. And you got to rejoice and praise God and have an attitude and a spirit and a demeanor and words of victory and praise and thanksgiving. But thanks be to God. And as I said last Sunday, the believers in Paul's day, the first century later, they, they faced great obstacles. They faced difficult circumstances. So it takes faith in the midst of it all to say, thanks be to God. And we don't thank God for everything, but in everything, we thank God. And God does not cause all things, but as we learned a few Sundays ago, in all things, he is working good on the behalf of those who love him. But thanks be to God. But thanks be to God. But you, Austin, have you seen what, what happened between the 9 a.m. service and the 11 a.m. service today? What's on the news? Have you, have you seen the latest negative, fear-inspiring story that Fox 4 News has shared today on their social media? But thanks be to God. But thanks be to God. But thanks be to God. 
but thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Say, I have the victory. Say, I am victorious through Christ. So, yes, it's about what you believe. And yes, it's about what you say. And it's also about your attitude. It's also about your demeanor. It's also about your expectation. That's why that Oral Roberts book and the thing he would always say, expect a miracle, it, it's so powerful to expect good things, not bad things. To expect good news, not bad news. To expect miracles, not another problem. Amen. It is about your demeanor and your attitude and your expectation. 2 Corinthians 2.14, but thanks be to God. There it is again, but thanks be to God, who always, how often? Always. always. And see, this should remind us that we've got a long ways to go to renew our minds to the Word of God, who always, at all times, in all things, in every season, no matter what's going on, who always, who always, who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ. That's the parade of victory. And as I said last Sunday, that's why we, our focus ought to be on all the prayers that our Heavenly Father has answered, on all the great things that He has done, the miracles, the testimonies, the provision, all the great things He has done. That is the parade of victory, who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ. And through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him. Say, I am victorious through Christ. Christ. Say it again. Say, I am victorious victorious through Christ. Christ. And again, when everything's great, it's easier to say than when something comes in the mail you're not so excited to receive. Or when there's a bad report at work or a bad report from the doctor. But it's in those moments you have to discipline yourself to say, But thanks be to God, I have the victory. But thanks be to God, he always leads me in triumphal procession. And in this, and through this, and past this, he is leading me in triumphal procession. Now let's get to new ground. What can we do in Christ? Third, we are overcomers through Christ Jesus. Say, I am an overcomer through Christ Jesus. Now, I know, 2021, everything is so politically correct. You know, some, I saw that even some of the athletes at this past Olympics were complaining because the gold is flaking off their medals. Nothing is what it's supposed to be in 2021. And at some point, they probably won't even give out medals anymore. You know, everybody wants a participation trophy. It feels good to win. It feels good to have the victory. And I don't care what anyone says. Third place is better than no place. Second place is better than third place. And first place is better than second place. And I know we have a beautiful stadium for the Cowboys to play in, but we would all feel a lot better had they gone to the Super Bowl last year and if they were going to the Super Bowl this year. Amen. It feels good to win. See, well, this culture, now we feel bad about the things we shouldn't feel bad about, and people feel good about things that are evil and wicked and that should be, they, should, they ought to be ashamed of. 
Winning is a good thing. Having the victory is a good thing. Overcoming is a good thing. When the report has been negative and the report changes and it becomes a good report, it feels good to have that piece of paper with the, the good report, with the change on your behalf. Say, I'm an overcomer through Christ. Matthew 16, 18, Jesus was speaking, said, I tell you, you are Peter. And he, he literally said, you're the little pebble. And on this rock, he was referring to himself, Jesus, Petra, on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell, the gates of Hades, will not overcome it. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. So it doesn't matter what's going on in the news. It doesn't matter what this government or that government announces. Christ said, he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. So it doesn't matter what they announce. So there's a country that now they want to require people to show proof of vaccination to go to church? No. 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 I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not. They shall not, which means they, they will not. Doesn't matter. And that's why I've been saying periodically, do not fear the threats of the wicked. See, when the wicked threaten, we ought to fear, we ought not fear them, we ought to fear on their behalf because we know how great our God is and we know how great his judgment is and we know how fearful and horrendous and awe-inspiring is the judgment of God. And so we ought to fear on their behalf. But we ought not fear the wicked. We ought not fear the threats of the wicked. He said, the gates of hell will not overcome it. They will not overcome it, which means they will not overcome it. The gates of hell will not overcome it. In the history of the church for 2,000 plus years, the greatest growth of the church has always happened during times of persecution. And even though there are those that might drift away or fall away, the true bride of Christ always grows stronger. And the light of the true bride of Christ always shines brighter. The gates of hell, as long as the church is on planet earth, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Remember last Sunday, we learned that nothing will separate us from the love of God. Nothing. doesn't matter what it is. Nothing will separate us from the love of God. So our faith is the faith that overcomes. And we will not be overcome by hell. We will not be overcome by the forces of darkness. And if we will not be overcome, that means that we will overcome. Say, I will overcome. Whatever the problem is, whatever the challenge is, Whatever the difficulty is, whatever the circumstance is, whatever the negative report is, I will overcome. I will have the victory. And yes, part of what you say, it's a huge part of the battle. A young lady in the church, she spent the past year and a half traveling and working in other states and various hospital systems. She has seen all of this firsthand. She told me in the last week that the biggest factor in this is, of course, someone's condition in their physical body. 
She said the biggest factor is somebody being overweight and everything that goes on with that. But she said the second biggest factor is fear. That those that are afraid, afraid of this virus, afraid of dying, they're the ones that don't have a good outcome. The past two weeks, Jessica showed me something that she saw, a friend of hers, her brother, a little bit younger than us, facing this, a little bit overweight, but a doctor here locally walked in his room, and despite him being in his 30s, and despite him having good chances, told him, I've seen a lot of people like you in your age, and they have died. So a doctor here locally walked in his room and literally scared the hell out of him. Fear. Fear. But in these days, we're not to be full of fear. We're to be full of faith. And that's why we've got to do what the Lord told Joshua. Meditate on my word. How often? Day and night. Be careful to do everything they're saying out there in the world or every, being careful to do everything in the word of God. And then this is what has amazed us because you know, growing up in church, you know, when someone says they, they disagree or they don't like this or that, they'll tell us or they'll email us. I've heard a lot of that. I don't agree. I don't like that. I ain't going to. I'm not going to. But it's amazing that the world or a politician or a, a government bureaucrat doctor says, do this, do that. They'll instantly obey. They'll instantly comply. But despite fear not being in the Bible on page after page after page, they will not, they refuse to fear not. See, in these days, we've got to walk by what the Word of God says. And we've got to remind ourselves of what Jesus said. The gates of hell will not prevail. Not against the church, not against the body of Christ. And who makes up the body of Christ? We do. The gates of hell will not prevail against us. We will not be overcome, but we shall, we will overcome. And our faith, our faith, our faith, is the faith that overcomes. And again, you might be facing this or that. You're overcoming. Say, say, I'm overcoming. Say, I'm getting better. I'm getting stronger. I'm coming out. I'm coming through. I'm rising above. Satan and every work of Satan is under my feet. And I have the victory. So we're overcoming. Austin, how are you doing? Well, let me tell you, it's been a tough day. And I, you know, I, my, the, the sniffles, they're just going. See, people choose to be negative. And people choose to have pity parties. And people choose to dwell on the negative. They choose to get on Facebook. Man, today's been hard, and these symptoms have been hard. So you, you've got to stop all of that and say what the Word of God says. You've got to stop all of that. And like the Apostle Paul, discipline yourself to say, but thanks be to God, I have the victory. But thanks be to God, he always leads me in triumphal procession. But thanks be to God, the gates of hell will not prevail. You got to remind yourself that our faith is a faith that overcomes. The Lord told Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1 and verse 19, they will fight against you, but will not overcome you. For I am with you and will rescue you. Say, the Lord is with me. Say, I'm not alone. Hey, I'm not on my own. Say, the Lord is with me. Say, when I go to work, the Lord is with me. 
Say, when my children go to school, the Lord is with them. Say, in everything I do, and everything I put my hands to, say, the Lord is with me. He, he will rescue me. He will defend me. He will protect me. He will enable me. He will empower me. He will bless me. He will, he will favor me. So say, so I'm an overcomer. So say, my faith is the faith that overcomes. That's got to be your attitude. Does not matter the situation. You're coming out. You're walking through. You have the victory. But thanks be to God, you have the victory. But thanks be to God, he leads us in triumphal procession. You've heard me mention how when Jessica's father, Scott, had an intestinal challenge, and that's why, men, you got to take care of yourselves. Don't wait till it's so bad that you got to go to the hospital to get it checked out. Amen. You got to take care of yourself. But anyway, that had gotten to where it was so bad. It, it is a miracle of God that he is alive and he is here and he is with us today. But as those weeks went by in ICU and he, he came through that and came out of it, I, I watched Jessica and watched the family and watched Carolyn fight the good fight of faith. And it, as something drags on, it, it can be a real discipline, a real challenge to stay full of faith and to stay positive. And on day two and day five and day 10 and day 15 and day 20 and day 25 and day 30 to keep saying what the word says and to say, but thanks be to God, I have the victory. But thanks be to God, he always leads me in triumphal procession. And to remind yourself that our faith is the faith that overcomes. So don't picture in your mind that this is just for those in full-time ministry. Don't, don't picture in your mind that this, is, this life of victory is for the, the super Christians. Look with your own eyes at 1 John 5 and verse 4. 1 John 5, verse 4. Everyone, that includes you, and that includes me. Everyone. How many? Everyone. Everyone born of God overcomes the world. So that's every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, anyone that has professed faith in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they're an overcomer. Now they may not know it, but they're an overcomer. And that maybe they're a part of a denomination or a group that doesn't believe we ought to overcome. Whether they realize it or not, whether they've been taught it or not, they're an overcomer in Christ Jesus. All those little boys and girls in children's church right now, they're all overcomers. They're all overcomers. Everyone. Say everyone. everyone. Say that includes me. Everyone. Smile at your neighbor. Say that includes you. Everyone. Smile at your other neighbor. Say that includes you. Everyone born of God overcomes the world. Take a moment, lift your hand, say, I'm an overcomer. Say, I have the victory. Say, Christ, he leads me in triumphal procession. Say, I'm an overcomer. Say, I'm overcoming 
I'm coming out. I'm coming through. I have the victory. But thanks be to God. I have the victory. Thanks be to God. He leads me and my family and my loved ones and our church family in triumphal procession. Say, I'm an overcomer. Everyone born of God overcomes. That's every man, every woman, every little boy, every little girl. Anyone who has professed faith in Jesus Christ is an overcomer. So when you wake up tomorrow morning and you're getting ready and you're looking yourself in the mirror, looking at yourself, amen, you have to say to yourself, you're an overcomer and you have the victory and you're winning, you're prevailing, you're pulling through and things are going to be going your way. You've got to live in expectation of the goodness of God. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us, and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again, and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because He loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.